right if we will remain standing this morning for the reading of God's word. Reading this morning from the book of the book of Luke, uh, chapter thirteen. Luke chapter 13 and beginning at verse beginning at verse 10 and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound to these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries was ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And you can be seated this morning. Here in this, this account this morning um, that we read here in the book of Luke, chapter, chapter 13 here, we pick up where Jesus is in the synagogue and he is, he is teaching. Um, you can sort of say that they were in a church service. They were having church and the word was going forth. And, and the Lord was teaching and as he is teaching, he noticed there in the synagogue that there was a woman whom the Bible says that she had a spirit of infirmity for eight years. This woman had this issue for a long time. Her problem was that she was, she was bowed over and that she could, the Bible says, in no wise could she straighten up herself. Which uh, leads us to believe that she had tried. She had tried and that she had tried to straighten herself and fix herself 
And she come to find out that it wasn't that easy. I'm going to tell you this morning that if anything is going to be fixed or straightened in our lives, it's not going to come by our own doing. It's not going to come by our own knowledge. It's not going to come by um, what type of status we hold in this world. The only way we're going to be fixed, the only way we're going to be straightened is by Jesus. And if we need a title this morning, the title is Let Jesus Straighten You Out. Let Jesus Straighten You Out. Because we need some straightening in our lives. We need some things that are crooked and that are bent out of shape to be straightened. We need some thoughts that we have, some ideas that we have or lifestyles that we pursue. We need God to straighten us out. We need God to fix it. We need God to line us back up where we are in line with his word or put us back in alignment. Um, you'll find out that because of the fall of man in the book of Genesis, it records the fall of man and humanity, that all of us, each and every one of us, we are born into this world and our ideas or our opinions are, I'm going to go ahead and say it, they're warped, they're twisted, they are crooked, they are misshapen. Um, we are misshapen. Uh, David said it like he said, in sin did my mother conceive me. He said I was, I was born in sin and in iniquity was I shapen. He was shaping. We are shapen in the wrong way when we're born into this life. And we need God to fix us. We need Jesus to straighten us out. I'm going to tell you that too many times we waste time trying to straighten things out on our own. We try to fix things on our own. We try to come to the, to the solution or the answer on our own. And you can waste so many years. You can waste so much time. Um, I'm at a point in my life, I'm at an age in my life, that I'm not interested in wasting any more time. I'm not, in it, I'm not interested. So many people, they look for answers in self-help help books. So many people, they look for answers um, in rehab facilities. So many people, they go to a doctor and they will prop their feet up on a couch, they'll lay back and tell their life story, hoping that um, somehow things are going to get better or straighten out in their lives. Um, people take um, prescribed medications to try to straighten out the things that are going on in their mind. And I'm not knocking any of that uh, this morning, but I'm going to tell you that with man, there are limitations. Okay? It can only, those things can only help for so long. As you'll find yourself back in the same predicament and understanding that this doesn't work. This is not straightening out my life. This is not straightening out how I'm thinking. This is not straightening out things that are wrong in my life. I'm going to tell you that we have to come to a point where we understand that we cannot do it on our own. That we don't have the answer. We don't have the solution. I'm going to tell you, you don't have enough money in the bank account to straighten out 
how broken we are. We don't have enough friends that we can go to and talk to and get advice from to straighten out the brokenness of our lives. I'm going to tell you, the only thing that is going to straighten that out this morning, and that is Jesus Christ. And I don't know about anybody else, but I came running into the house of the Lord. I didn't come to just sit here and, and, and go through another service. I come to get my hands in the air. I come to lift up my voice. I come to let Jesus know that I've come to a point in my life that I realize that nothing else has worked and nothing else will work. And I come to find out that you have the answer. So I come to fall down at your feet. I come to lay it down before you and let you know that I yield to whatever it is you want to do in my life. You can be seated. This woman, 18 years, she was in this state where she was literally bent out of shape. <laughs> and 18 years, that, that means that this woman had this chronic ailment or this sickness, this disease. For 18 years, she dealt with it. I'm going to tell you, there is so many people in this life that they are dealing with things that they have dealt with for so long. So many years, decades, they've dealt and they're going through the same old cycle, same old routine, same old heartache, same old pain, same old letdown. I want you to know that God is calling people to come to him. God, when Jesus saw that woman, he called that woman to him. I want you to know that God sees each and every one of us this morning. And you know, my, so many times we try to put on a, 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 a disguise and, and, and make things seems like, seem like everything is good and we try to make it appear to other people that everything is fine and there's no problems. And you know what? You may fool people. You may fool uh, friends. You may fool loved ones. You may even fool a spouse. But the truth is God knows and God sees and, and God knows just how deep that thing that you're dealing with goes. He knows that you've been dealing with it ever since your childhood. You've been, you've been in that state. You've been in that predicament ever since people have let you down and, and turned their backs on you. And God is telling you to come to me. God God is calling each and everybody here this morning to come and let me fix the brokenness of your life. Let me straighten things up. Let me put things back in line. I didn't come to play games with God this morning. I come to get my hands in there. I come to lift up my voice. I didn't come to whisper. I didn't come to think about it. I come to get my lift my voice like a trump and let God know that I need you to touch my life. I need you to touch me. I need you to touch me. People dealing with things for situations, things that have them bound. And here's the thing. The Bible says that that, that condition that she was in, after Jesus got through rebuking uh, the religious leaders as they wanted to talk about, yeah, six days to work and, you know, come on those days and be healed. It was so easy for them to say it because they weren't the one that were bent over looking at their feet, not being able to be straightened. 
So it was real easy for them to say that. And Jesus begins to rebuke them. He begins to reveal their hypocrisy. And he begins to tell us why this woman was in the predicament that she was in. The Bible says that it was the work of Satan. It was the work of Satan that this woman was bound. Um, it, was his, it was his doing that this woman was in the state that, he was, that she was in. And I'm going to tell you that all of us have, at some point in our lives, the devil has put some kind of chains around us and that has bound us and that has held us captive and that causes us not to have victory in our lives causes us not to be able to come into the house of the Lord and get our hands in there and open up our mouths. I know people that they, there are things that are in their life that have been in their lives that, has the, that have had them bound for a long time. It holds them captive. You know, uh, Satan, the devil, he, he, he's, he's a sly fox. See, because he's not just after you. He's after those that are going to come after you. He's after your children. He's after your grandchildren. And you'll find out that in, in living this life and doing things the way that you feel that it, that's the way to do it, you know, we have things that are handed down to us. We have things, lifestyles and, and ideas and opinions that are handed down to us. And a lot of times it's not because of our, any of our own doing. It's because that's how we've always seen it done. And not knowing that the very lifestyles that we're living, um, it is the same thing that holds us captive. It's the same thing that causes us to lose out with God. It's the, because our ways of doing things, it, a lot of times it transgresses the word of God. It goes against what God's word says. Um, I, can, I, I, I can speak for myself that the things that were handed down to me, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't out of this book. It was just generations after generations doing things the way that you thought that's how it should be done. And when you come into the knowledge of God's word, you realize that this, the way I'm living my life is wrong. And more importantly, the way my, those that before me, the way they live was wrong. It was, it was not right with God. It was not in line with God's word. And you'll find out that there are things that we do that it will bind, it will cause us to be bound. It'll wrap chains around us. And I want you to know that it's not a coincidence. That's the devil's plan. That is his plan. He wants to bind people. He wants people to fall into that same old cycle, generation after generation, repeating the same old lifestyle that is going to ultimately lead people to hell. Somebody got to make it up in their mind that I'm going to break that cycle this morning. Somebody got to make it up in their mind that not one more day am I going to live defeated. Not one more day am I going to live this way. But I see there is a better way and that better way is found in Jesus Christ. I made up in my mind not another day am I going to live in this pit, in this rut, but I'm coming out of it. I'm going to let God bring me out. I'm going to let him pull me out of this state. Things that we do, things that we partake of, not knowing 
as we think we're just living life. As we think that that's just the way things ought to be done. Not knowing that the devil is behind it all. And he is binding us. He is wrapping those chains around us. Spiritual chains. Now some people may say, you're talking about chains, you're talking about being bound. And people think, well, I, I can't relate to what you're saying because I don't have any chains on me. I'm not, I'm not in a, a jail cell somewhere. I'm, I'm free. The truth is we're not free. We're not free. We are captive. We are held captive. We are bound, a bound people without the power of the Holy Ghost being active in our lives. We are bound. There are some people that are slave to certain things, certain lifestyles. They can't break it. They can't break free from it. There are people, I've seen people that have been addicted to so many different substances, and they get checked in to different programs. I've seen them, and it, I've seen it so bad, and, it, and it, it causes you to really realize that this thing is a spiritual fight that we're in. Because I've seen people be in 20, 28-day programs or some kind of rehab programming, and while they're there in the program, supposedly trying to get some kind of treatment, and you realize that those, the treatment, all of that, the, the things, man-made idea, man-made ideas, those things don't work. I've seen people in those programs still bring, end up using while they're in the program to get treatment. They have people to break because you find out that you can't fix yourself. You can't fix yourself. You don't have the answer. And I sit back and I'm like, and I'm blown away by it. And, and all it does is it dawns on you. We don't have the power to fix ourselves. We don't have the power to straighten ourselves out. We don't have the power to, to, to straighten out the brokenness. Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah said it like this, that, that it's not in man to direct his way. It's not in us to know what the right way is, which direction to go, what path to take. If it's left up to us, we're going to always choose the wrong path. We're going to always choose the wrong path. I know people that are enslaved, slaves to passions, lustful desires. And I, I can tell you, people, I believe that people really try they really try to pull away and, and break free from certain things. But you'll find out that it ain't that easy to break free. You'll find out that it's in those times where you try to break free and you try to cut people off. And you can and you realize that I am, something has a hold on me that is a whole lot stronger than what I am. 
There's something that has a hold of me. There is something that, that is holding me bound that is causing me to continue to, to yield to these things and continue to have these kind of thoughts and to continue to get involved in this kind of lifestyle and to hang around this group even though I know it's wrong, even though I know it's destroying me, even though I, there are people that know that smoking destroys them. It is destroying their lungs. Okay, I've seen people, I've heard about people and seen people diagnosed with cancer, lung cancer, and still smoking. Still smoking. Hole cut in their throat, put the cigarette right there. Still smoking. As you realize that we can't strain ourselves out. That we're not, this is not some game that we're playing. This is a real battle that we're in. This is a spiritual fight that we're in. And if anything, if, if, if we're going to be straightened out, Jesus is going to have to straighten us out. Jesus is going to have to straighten us out. The Bible tells us that Jesus, that he came, and you'll read in the Bible different situations where it shows how people were in their predicament for so long, and they had tried, they had made attempts to fix themselves, and no way could they accomplish it. The Bible says the woman with the issue of blood, she was that way for 12 years. 12 years. Now, this woman, she didn't just sit back and deal with it and just accept it. She actually made attempts to make her situation better. She went to physician after physician after physician hoping that her situation was going to get better some kind of way. But the Bible says that after each and every visit to the physicians, the Bible says that her situation got none the better, but it got worse. But let me tell you when her situation made a turn for the good. The Bible says that she made her way to Jesus one day and that she spoke out some faith. She said that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That woman made her way through the press. She put forth an effort. She got to Jesus. She laid hold on the hem of his garment. That day that woman was healed because she came to an understanding that I can't fix myself. I got to go to a power. I got to get to a source that is higher than I, that is powerful than I. Somebody needs to make it up in their mind this morning that I'm going to let Jesus strain me out. I'm going to let him fix me. I'm going to let him pull me out of where I am. Twelve years. Twelve years in this state. The Bible tells us, you know, there are some people that the battle that they're fighting, the thing that has them bound, has them captive. A lot of times it happens in their youth or as they're a child, as they are exposed to certain things or they see certain things. And you better believe that the devil wants to get a hold of you, of people. He wants to get a hold of young people at a young age. He wants a spirit to get a hold of them at a young age. 
And I'm going to tell you that the devil, he's, a, he's real sneaky and, and, and conniving and, and crafty. And he'll cause you to believe that the thing that you are getting involved with it's going to be everything that you ever wanted. It's going to be, um, it's going to bring you some kind of happiness. It's going to bring you some kind of joy. And I'm sure he's told a lot of people that. I'm sure there are people that can testify this morning that the devil has lied to you a time or two. I can, I can testify to it. And... He'll cause you to believe that the things that you're getting involved in and the things that doing what is, what is natural or getting involved in with it, what everybody else is doing. And, and somebody was talking to me just yesterday and they was talking about how that, you know, certain pe people were looking down on them or looking at them that kind of strange because they weren't doing what everybody else was doing. They weren't involved with what everybody else was involved in. And you know what? This world has a warped and a perverse ideal and opinion of how you should live life or how we should live life. I've come to find out that this is the best life there is to live. Living for God is the best life that you could possibly live. I don't care. Listen, your best living, people think that my life is better based on what amount of money I have in the bank account or uh, what kind of house I live in, or, or what kind of car I drive. I'm going to tell you, you can obtain all of those things, and you will still be miserable. You will still be depressed. You will still be oppressed. You will still, you'll find out that those things don't make you happy. But I'm thankful for the day that I found out that it's not found in money. It's not found in people. It's not found in possessions. It's found in the Holy Ghost. It's found in Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the day that God strained out the crookedness of my life and he fixed me. He, caught, he pulled me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He established my goings. You can be seated. Too many times people think that I can fix. I can fix the problems in the home. I can fix the relationship problems. I can fix the problems with the kids. Okay? They, we just need to get them more involved in, 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 in activities and these things and keep them busy and, and do these kind of things. Listen, let me tell you something. Those things aren't going to straighten out the problem. Okay, the problem is, is that we are sinners. The problem is, is that we are broken. The problem is, is that we are perverse people. The problem is, is that we are carnal. And the only thing that is going to fix that is not programs, it's not fellowship, it's not, it's not dinners, it is the power of the Holy Ghost. It is Jesus Christ. If you want your life to be straightened, get Jesus. Get the Holy Ghost. Let God touch you. Let God deliver you. Let God set you. Let God have his perfect way in your life. Let God do what he wants to do. Stop fighting him. Stop kicking against him. Stop resisting him. The Bible says that 
there was a man that he had a son. And that the problem was this son had an unclean spirit. And there were, was often that this spirit would, would throw the son into the, into the fire. And so this man, he's coming to Jesus, and he is, he's telling Jesus what the problem is. Jesus asked the question. He said, how long has it been like this? And he said, from his child, since he was a child, he was like this. He had this, this unclean spirit would come on him, and he would, it would try to destroy this young man. And so the man says, that I went to your disciples, but they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. And so, the Bible says that after Jesus, Jesus began to talk to him, and Jesus had to tell this man, he had to let this man know that, hey, he said that anything is possible to him that believe. Anything is possible. And so, the man, speaking up, he said, Lord, the Bible says, the Bible gives a description of what this man was like because this man was, he was, he was really serious about this thing. This is his son. And no parent wants to see them child in that kind of a predicament, that kind of a state. And the Bible, so you got to feel what this man was feeling. And the Bible says this man, after Jesus told him that anything is possible to him that believe, the Bible says that this man, with tears running down his face, tears running down his face. So that lets us know this guy, he wasn't playing no games. He wasn't playing no games. He wasn't playing patty cake. He was serious about this thing. He wanted his, he wanted his child to be set free and delivered. He wanted him to be straightened out. The Bible says, with tears falling down his eyes, he said, Lord, he said, I believe. I believe. But there is something that we all, in professing our belief and our faith, we need to ask God something else. We need to ask him to help our unbelief. Because you'll find out that we'll profess a lot of times that we believe. But when it comes down to that work being performed and us really having faith, you'll find out that a lot of times unbelief begins to sink in. And we begin to question, is it really going to happen? Is God really going to provide? Can God really straighten my life out? Can God, can God really? I want to talk to somebody this morning because if, if you're asked the question, Anybody, if, if, if you're asked the question, chances are you'll say, yeah, I believe in God. I believe, I believe that God can do anything in my life. But you really got to ask God to help my unbelief. Because as you profess that you believe, you better rest assured that the devil is going to be right there trying to cause you to doubt and try to cause you to question and try to cause you to begin to think, well, what if it don't happen? What if things don't change in my life? What if this, this, these desires don't flee? Listen, we got to get rid of the what ifs. 
we got to get rid of all of those other things and we got to believe that God can strengthen things out in our lives. We got to believe that this is it. I have found what I need this morning. I've come to find out that it's in the Holy Ghost. I've come to find out that it's in the, it ain't in the club, honey. It ain't in the drug. It ain't in the alcohol. It's in the house of the Lord this morning. It is in the word of God. It is in the power of the Holy Ghost that your life is going to be straightened. It's in the things of God. It's in the things of God. And so, this woman bent over for so long, trying to straighten herself up, trying to fix herself. You know, Jesus said it like this. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Somebody got to realize, and we got to come to an understanding, that without God, we can't do one thing. We can't do it. You might say, well, I'm going to stop this, or I'm going to cut off this. And you know what? You may last for about a week or two, but you're going to find yourself being pulled right back. Right back, because without him, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. I can't tell you the amount of people that I've seen relapse time and time again, or what they call fall off the wagon over and over again. And it, it dawns on me that we are a broken people and that without the Holy Ghost, we can't do nothing. We can't. We can't. Tradition ain't going to give you the power. Religion ain't going to do it. The unadulterated word of God is what's going to do it. This ain't religion. This is the power of the Holy Ghost. This is the power of God unto salvation is what Paul called it. That's the only thing that's going to straighten us up. Thinking positive, hey, I encourage it. But that alone is not going to straighten you out. It's not going to do it. It's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost. You'll find out that people in their encounter with, with Jesus Christ, people that had tried to fix things, that had, had tried to make themselves better, but they, they was none the better, none the better. People that made attempts at getting better. The Bible talks about a man that, that sat at a pool, and I spoke on it the other night, um, the angel would come down a certain season and he would stir up the waters. And the Bible says that this man sat there by that pool 38 years. The Bible says that when Jesus saw him, Jesus saw him and he looked, looked at him. And the Bible says that Jesus knew that he had been there for quite some time. He had been in that state. He had been in that condition for quite some time. I'm telling you, God knows where we are. God knows where we are. He knows what state we're in. He knows how long we've been in that state. God knows. And he begins to talk to him, and, and the man begins to say, you know, whenever, you know, I don't have, first of all, he didn't have anybody. He didn't, the man said, I didn't have anybody. Nobody was there to put me in. 
So he didn't have anybody that he could lean on. He didn't have anybody that he could depend on. He didn't have anybody that he could rely on. I'm going to tell you, it's best that you trust in God this morning. It's best that you don't put your faith in people. You don't put your faith in relationships. It's best that you put your trust in God Almighty. See, because you'll find out that in the time that you really need it, people aren't going to be there for you. But you can rest assured that God, he will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never turn his back on you. He'll never... I come to find out that I'm a, I made up in my mind I'm going to just trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm not going to lean on anybody else. I'm going to lean on God this morning. I come running to Jesus and let him know that I need your help. So this man didn't have any help. He didn't have nobody to help him. He didn't have anybody that he could look to. I'm going to tell you, your help is not going to come from this world. It's not going to come from this worldly system and, and their different ideas and opinions. If we want real help, if we want something that's going to really straighten us out, that's really going to fix us, we need the Holy Ghost. People say, oh, that's all you talk about is the Holy Ghost. What else am I supposed to talk about? What, you think I'm going to stand here and, and tell you to, to go to the psychiatrist and, and get, get prescription pills and, and things are going to get better? No, I'm going to tell you you need the Holy Ghost because God can speak into your life just like that. And that unclean spirit that has you bound and that have had you bound for so long, do we believe this this morning? Do we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost this morning? Do we believe that it really works this morning? Come on, I ain't here to just go through the motions and play the game. I come to find out that it really works. I've experienced it for myself. I know what had me bound. I know what had a hold on me. come too late to tell me the Holy Ghost don't work. You come too late to tell me this Jesus thing don't work. You come too late to tell me that. I've already experienced it for myself and I found out that it works and it still works today. I've come to find out that because of it, I can lift up my hands without wrath and without doubting. I can lift up my voice like a trunk. I got victory. I'm walking in power and authority. The devil ain't got no hold this morning. And it's not because of me, it's because of Jesus. He straightened my life out when nothing else could. When counseling couldn't do it, God did it. Huh? With all of the, the breathing exercises, breathe in it and breathe out. You know, all of those, those things they tell you to try to get you to calm down. Listen, I've come to find out that my temper didn't get any better until I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I learned how to control myself. I learned how to control my emotions. I learned how to control my actions. Nothing else straightened that out. God straightened that out. God straightened that out. And so, 
this man, as he had, he didn't have anybody to help him. He made attempts. He said, every time I try to get in, he said, somebody beats me to the punch. Somebody gets in front of me. They beat me to it. So he tried. But you'll find out that when Jesus was done, you'll find out that that man, his situation was changed. It was changed. God straightened him out. Jesus touched him, straightened things out in his life, fixed him when nothing else could. I'm going to tell you, if we're going to break free from the things that has, have us bound, I'm going to tell you, the only way it's going to happen is Jesus Christ. That's the only way it's going to happen. Listen to me, somebody, because the devil, the devil, his plan is, keep you captive his plan is to keep you bound his plan is to keep those those chains wrapped around you I'm talking about chains that hold that have held people captive same thing that have held your parents captive same thing that holds other relatives captive ideas opinions, lifestyles, ungodly lifestyles that people can't break free from. And I'm going to tell you, the reason why you can't break, people can't break free from it is because the devil has them bound by those things. He has them bound by them. But I'm going to tell you, you got to hear the Lord calling you and telling you, he told that woman to come. He said, he said, thou art loosed. He set her free that day. He loosed her from that infirmity, from that, 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 that disease, that unclean spirit that had her the way that she was. I want you to know that the Lord wants to do the very same thing this morning. He wants to perform that work in your life. He wants to set you free from the things that have you bound things that hold you captive. Some people, the things that hold them captive and have them bound is the opinions of others. What other people think about them. What, what friends are going to say about them. What, what relatives are going to say about them. You got to break free of that stuff. And you got to make it up in your mind that if nobody else lives for God, I'm going to live for God. I don't care what my coworkers are doing and saying. I don't care what the people in the schools are doing and what they're saying and what they're getting involved in. I'm going to live for God. I've come to find out that the only thing that is going to fix my broken life, and that is going to set me free, that is going to pull me out of the pit of depression, the pit of, of, of lust. And, and there are some people that are bound by so many unclean things, perverse things. People really try to straighten things out. They try to straighten themselves out. They try to fix themselves. But you're going to find out that we can't do it. It's not in us. We don't have the answer. But I know one that does. I know who he is that have the answer. He drew you into this place this morning. You're not here by accident. God drew you in. 
God put it in your mind to come into the house of the Lord. And trust me, he didn't just bring you here for any reason. He brought you here because he wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in your life. And I want to allow him to do what it is that he wants. Because I've come to find out his way is a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better. Let us stand this morning. You know, we can, we can fool a lot of people. If you're not careful, you'll fool yourself in thinking that you're okay. We can fool a lot of people. But I'm going to tell you, God sees through it all. God sees the hurt. God sees the pain. God sees the things has us bound. And he's calling us to come to him. He's, call, he's trying to get our attention and tell us to come to him. Do you know that it was his compassion that caused him to call that woman? It was the compassion that he has. Do you know that God, it grieves him to see people in certain situations do you know that God doesn't take pleasure in seeing people bound by things seeing the devil have an effect on people's lives where people can't live the way that God designed for them to live he doesn't take any pleasure in that I'm so thankful that I'm in the hands of a God that is compassionate I'm so thankful that his compassion, that it doesn't fail. Each and every time throughout the scriptures, you'll read that it was his compassion that caused him to move and to begin to want to change people's situation. The, peop the thousands that he fed, as he looked upon him, he was moved on them. He was moved with compassion because the Bible says that he saw them as sheep scattered without a shepherd. And his compassion caused him to move and caused him to want to do something and, and meet the need in their lives. I want you to know that God sees where we are this morning. He sees the brokenness. He sees the hurt. He sees the pain. He sees the situations that run real deep for some people. You can trace it all the way back to their childhood. You can trace it back to a relationship that fell apart. You, know, you can trace it back to people that abandoned them and turned their backs on them. You can, treat it, you can trace it back to people that abused them and misused them. And God sees it all. He knows that those things, those situations, holds, hold people captive. It has them bound. And it affects how they react it affects what they are doing, how the decisions that they make. It affects how they interact with other people. And God is trying to deliver people and set them free. I want him to set me free this morning. Matter of fact, I come running with my hands in there and asking the Lord, I need you. I need you. Somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice this morning.
Let God have his way in your life this morning. Let me tell somebody, you can't straighten yourself up. You can't straighten yourself out. You got to let Jesus straighten you out. You can't think enough good thoughts. You can't do enough good things. You got to let Jesus straighten you out. You got to want Jesus to straighten you out. Somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice this morning. Oh, come on, somebody. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to let Jesus have his way in my heart. Come on, don't think about it. Vocalize it. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Let God touch your heart. Let God move in your life. Let him straighten you out once and for all. This altar is open this morning. Somebody come.